0: I am here her back with another episode I know y'all missed me Um A lot has been happening Um My birthday Was July 28th Woo, woo. If you want to wish me a happy birthday Say it to the screen Thank you, thank you Also feel free to DM me You know, I know it's a little bit after But like y'all didn't know So like now that y'all know You know It's time to do your due diligence And wish a Leo a happy birthday After they told you (laughs) Yes y'all I am a Leo Per 26 Woo More mature I don't know what 26 feels like But I know what I feel like And it feels good (laughs) And it feels mature And it feels really Responsible and like a human And the reason is Because I've been going through what we were talking about in our last episode. This, I'm sorry, I thought my mic wasn't on. For those of y'all just listening on the the podcast, um, if you have Spotify, feel free to go to Spotify. And, you know, there's a video here. But also, if you don't, feel free to go to YouTube because this episode is being recorded. You know, if you want to see me, how cute I look. Don't worry. You know, you're not going to leave me just pause it and then go find me again and you can watch and we can commune together in both of our healing corners. So, to get back to my little spiel, reason why I feel so good is because of what we were talking about in our last episode concerning and identity crisis, honey. <laughs> And I just want this, I hope this, if you listen to that episode, if you didn't go do it now, please. (laughs) But if you didn't, you know, you can still watch this episode, you know, just make sure you get more context by checking out that episode. But I really hope that me now can be a testament, you know, to why identity crises are so necessary you know and why they matter and why they work and why you go through them you know why your body goes through it why your energy starts changing why the universe bestow the universe bestows it onto you you know because it's needed so let's get into the episode and I want to introduce myself to the new people that are listening hey y'all I'm um, so glad you found me, probably from TikTok. Yep, I'm going up on there. It's going up on there. <laughs> Hi, I am Nicole Hills, and welcome to My Healing Corner. I'm right here with my bookcase. I love reading. I love writing. I've always loved, you know, books. They make me feel at home. And I hope that when you're listening to this, you're at a place Whether physically or inside where you can feel like home as well, you know, and it feels like home because we talk about some deep stuff here and I know how important it is for when you talk about these things for people to feel safe, you know, and for people to feel open. And safe enough to be vulnerable in that way to receive these messages. And so um, that's why I also mentioned inside. Because I know a lot of people, you know, listen to podcasts while they're doing work. While they're on their way to work. um, Or, you know, while they're traveling. So I hope that internally, this can hit a place that feels like home. Yay! (laughs) That was mad cute. So... Yeah, who also, who am I? (laughs) That person, Nicole Hills, is a spiritualist who speaks about all things healing and guides people on their journeys, their healing and life journeys, especially when it comes to healing the inner child and uncovering harmful, you know, family dynamics that you may have went through. So if you are guided here, just know it's for a reason, and I welcome you to My Healing Corner. Here, we feel like home, and for a lot of us, home, you know, is a drink, so I got my water here. <laughs> Make sure, you know, you grab your PJs, you grab your whites. I got my white on. Um... And your bonnet, your scarf, of course, your messy ponytail, your messy bun, your coffee, if that helps you feel relaxed, you know, all my ADHD people out there per. <laughs> your tea child, even your wine, even your, you know, mimosa, honey. And, uh, you know, get. It, let's get into these topics, get into these um, ideas, get into what it means to heal the inner child you know and i'm so excited for the episode today because identity crisis it gets you right back to the inner child in such a meaningful way but yeah, before we go to that, before, I, I just want to jump already. <laughs> Let me finish my intro. Also, you know, if you got your face mask on, par to you as well. <laughs> if you would like to donate to the podcast and to me in general as a creator, teacher, and a guide you can send donations to my Cash App as well as to wish me, you know, a happy belated birthday <laughs> Um, I no longer have Venmo, only Cash App. And it's dollar sign N-I-C-C-C-1. And if you would like to make reoccurring monthly donations, there is first the listener support um, option on anchor.fm slash Nicole Heels, where this podcast is hosted wherever you got the link to this podcast you know it must have sent you to Anchor and then sent you to where you um, regularly listen to podcasts so go back to that link get linked to Anchor or just type it in gel, and the button should be visible. You can also subscribe to my Patreon and set up another monthly subscription of $4.44 a month or higher. You know, I definitely don't mind that. And you can um, get some, well, support me in general as a creator and get some additional treats um, and read some of my articles. I'm going to be updating my Patreon soon, so watch out for that. Um, and I also have journal prompts on there um, and other things for subscribers. And lastly, if you would like to make a non-monetary donation to the podcast and to me in general, be sure to rate the podcast. You know, if the medium that you're listening to it on allows you to comment on it, tell me how and tell everybody how it changed your life and made your day <laughs> and um yeah it just helps me in a big way to expand my reach by a few simple clips on your part and swipes <laughs> i can't forget those honey um and also following me on my socials instagram is at nicole.heels tiktok and twitter is just Nicole Heels one word um And be sure to leave a like, leave a comment, even a DM about this, how this podcast helped you in any way that's greatly appreciated. And it helps me to know that, or not even to know, to solidify, because I already know Gel. but to solidify that, you know, I'm doing a good job um, following my journey, following my destiny and helping people in any way that I can, because I truly like doing that. So I really appreciate those types of messages and, you know, we could chop it up there. I chop it up with a few of y'all who aren't scared of me (laughs) and aren't scared to talk back. But regardless, if you just want to leave a like, if you just want to leave a, hey, I listen to your podcast and I really appreciate it. And then that's it. You know, it's still greatly appreciated and it helps a lot energetically as well. Ooh, And if you if you. Are interested in reading energy, knowing about energy, energy, work, energy, and how it works. Feel free to check out um, my episode about um, family baggage, something like that. And then it's another one called like grounding and clearing and why our energetic hygiene is our responsibility. And after you listen to those, you'll know exactly how it helps me energetically by sending that energy out to me and having it in my orbit and all of that. So you can also help me by sharing this podcast with a friend, with an acquaintance, someone that, you know, is given the spiritual vibe or it's just, you know, you see they're on their healing stuff on their healing journey. Um, and if you think it would help them, that is definitely greatly appreciated and It helps me out a lot, and I feel like the most, because word of mouth, you know, that cannot be faked, honey. (laughs) And it just warms my heart in a big way. And thank you very much in advance to all of that. So now, let's get juicy. (laughs) So in the last episode, we talked about having an intentional identity crisis, And how when you really get deep into it and look directly underneath the surface, healing is just one big intentional identity crisis, you know, that we don't even know that we walked into. We just know something had to change. You know, I feel like I said in the last episode, something had to shake. (laughs) You know, like some had to shake and it was us and we did it. And purr. So. I can't stop saying that. It's just so fun. But, you know, it just sneaks up on you. And before you know it, you're turning into someone else. You know, someone you may or may not recognize. Someone you may even be scared of or have been scared of. You know, because when we spend so much time... Not even in the shadow because we're not conscious of our shadow before our healing. But when we spend so much time hiding these parts of ourselves that have made us shine, that made us stand out, that highlighted our greatness. When we spend so much time putting those in the shadow and then we start healing and then we get that healing glow and then we start to shine We can become scared of it, you know? It can be scary, even though you're intentionally doing this. And this is why I really wanted to do this episode, so that you could just, like, I could help you surface some feelings, and you can just be truthful with yourself, you know? Because I'll get more into this later, but fear and our emotions, they are very central, not only to our human experience, but to this journey of healing and of our identity changing. And we may have to surface some emotions that we're not used to feeling, that we're used to putting on the back burner. And we might have to hold space for certain emotions that we may have been shamed previously for having, you know? And so fear is part of the journey. And when you turn into someone else and not just someone outside of yourself completely, but someone who you once were, who your body remembers, who your brain remembers, that can be scary, you know, and you can be scared of that person, that person who may be softer, that someone who may be powerful That's someone who may be compassionate. I know when my compassion came out, child, when my heart, (laughs) when my heart broke, child, but it broke open. So much came out, so much empathy, like how empathetic I was. So much passion, you know, so much energy, so much love, but also so much compassion that I was scared of having. Child, it was really a doozy. And I really had to cope with it because along with it came a lot of sensitivity that I forgot that I was. (laughs) And you already know how sensitivity in this world goes and works. You know, it's bad to be vulnerable. It's bad to be sensitive. And so when that came about, I really had to have my fears about it, but also let it come through because it wasn't going anywhere. (laughs) Not at all, honey. And so I'm right there with you and like being scared of like how not even you're being broken down but you're being broken out of this prison that you've been in you know trying to have not even trying to be but having to be someone else you know someone with strict boundaries who you already know Setting boundaries will have you feeling like a villain and have you feeling guilty, but it's so necessary and you know it and you know how you have to push past it. All of those feelings, those are normal and it's okay. (laughs) You know, and even someone direct and intentional, you'll notice when you start healing, this society is not set up to be direct. You know, and a lot of my people who are neurodivergent and who may have gotten in trouble as a child for being direct and not knowing how to adopt this societal, passive aggressive, indirect type of speech. You know, how harmful that was in our childhood. And so having to resurface that back and be both direct and intentional, not only like with your words again, but in the things that you do that can surface up some feelings as well because we may have to Well, we will have to be someone we may have never been or thought that we were or someone mainly that we never understood in the past because the people around us didn't understand us and why we did the things we did and why we said the things we said in the way they we said them. You know, and why we needed the things that we did, you know, and it's time you're coming into a time of understanding yourself and less focusing on other people and how they don't understand you, you know, because the thing is, you're not going to be understood by everyone. And those people who you may not be understood by, they might be your parents. And like, that's okay. You know, you're not gonna like combust. You're not gonna be in trouble anymore just because they can't understand you. And even that is still scary because we remember how we have been punished in the past because we just couldn't get our parents to understand us. Chow, ciao, ciao. ciao shout out to all the Aquarius placements who just resonated with that (laughs) I'm an Aquarius rising Eh. Um, but yeah someone who actively contradicts society's definitions of weakness and strength being able to be sensitive and strong you know and someone who you just may have never thought you could be again (laughs) All of this is very scary to go through Though it still might be exciting And the first thing I have to say for this episode The first piece of advice Is that it is okay to be scared You know, a lot of things are happening A lot of things under the surface are being dredged up A lot of things that were in your foundation You know, are leaving and we have to replace them with other more healthier things we may have we may be made to see that our foundation was never really sound and never really a foundation it was always crumbly it was always a tightrope and we may be made to look down and see that it's a tightrope and we are weebly wobbly and we've been weebly wobbly in for so long and that may be scary and that's okay it's okay to be scared you know i feel like we've been fed this notion especially by our parents that like if we have certain emotions then it means something totally outside of that emotions, but something that they understand. And so, like, if we have fear, then that means we don't actually want the thing that we're going after, but that may make us scared. You know? Prime example, child. So, like... (laughs) I am, um, a bright person, you know, I love to have fun. I love to have joy and I'm always laughing, always trying to make things fun, especially things that are boring, you know, like in having ADHD, um, and like being undiagnosed as a child, all my people know When you have ADHD, like things that bore you, it literally like feels like death, you know, being bored, like we just need the stimulation. And so always like having to do boring things, I always wanted to make it fun. But my father, the way that he understood work and maturity, but also focus and seriousness, was that you're not going to be laughing. You're not going to be playing around when it came time to do the work. And so like he will always yell at me (laughs) and like make it seem like just because I was laughing, just because I was having fun, just because I was having joy and being joyful did not mean I was taking something seriously, you know, because he had a certain understanding about maturity and seriousness that was outside of joy you know and if you had a parent like that that really affects your work ethic where later down the line and I'm just gonna say this and we could talk about it in another episode because I gotta say I'm sure but it affects your work ethic in a way that it makes you think that if you are having fun then you're not really doing work and then so anything that feels like fun, you won't feel satisfied. And like you did anything Chow, chow, chow. And so that's just a prime example of just how just because something is there that may not like match <laughs> what is like supposed to be happening, you know, just because fear is there it does not mean that you don't want the thing and that you don't want this change. Just because happiness and joy was here while I was doing the work did not mean I was not taking it seriously, you know? I just needed the STEM, chow. And so for those of us, my parents are boomers. So like, I got that direct. Child. But you know, a lot of people have um Gen X parents and even millennial well, millennial parents, maybe. I don't know, but a lot of us, you know, have boomer and gen X parents, and so they were raised on survival, and when you're raised on survival, you don't have no time for emotions, you don't have time to prioritize them, and so you don't really have time to understand them. And so you have this like very, very basic understanding of them that when you're happy, you're not supposed to be sad. (laughs) And if sadness is here when you're supposed to be happy, then you're not really happy. You're just solely sad. And so we apply that to fear in a way that a lot of us feel like Fear is just something we believe we're just never supposed to be and that it's bad and that we're never supposed to be when it comes to things we want. And so we get in our mind and think, and like when we have fear, we get psyched out, you know, when it comes to doing things that we actually want, we perceive the fear there and we think that, oh, I guess because I'm scared, this is something that I'm not supposed to be doing And that is just not true. You know, fear is just an emotion. And when you're raised in survival mode from a very young age, you're used to just being on a constant, an emotional constant. You know, like being in the middle, not too happy, not too sad, or like not sad and negative at all, but like even not too happy. And that constant, that default You know, that middle line is numbness. It's being numb. The human experience is all about emotion. We are very emotional creatures, no matter who tries to say otherwise. And no matter who tries to say, oh, I'm actually more logical." No, (laughs) that doesn't make sense. (laughs) And when it comes to numbness, any type of emotion, we have an aversion to it. You know, that's why when you have like a little bit of emotion, it feels so like tumultuous to someone who is used to being in survival and who is used to being numb, especially when it comes to ourselves and dealing with our own emotions. We may feel like, oh my gosh, like I'm so emotionally tumultuous, my emotions are so chaotic, like it just feels like I'm all a roller coaster with myself. Meanwhile, basic emotions are just coming up, (laughs) you know, and it's like, you're just scared and that's okay, but it does not mean that having emotions is bad. That is something that we understand with our childlike trauma, ooga booga mind (laughs) that correlated emotions to being bad because that's what we learned, you know, because that what was ta- that is what was taught to us by people who were in survival mode and who were numb. And so when it comes to an identity crisis and a crumbling of our foundations and all of that we learned that is not helping us anymore and never helped us in the first place, y'all, but helped us to survive, when we come out of survival... We now allow the full range of emotion. So the fear along with the joy, the anxiety along with the excitement, you know, the sadness along with the happiness and the anticipation, you know, and the passion. It's all there. And just because these quote-unquote what we believe to be negative emotions are present it does not mean our life is ending and it does not mean that we should stop what we're doing you know the things that we care about the most be scaring us be causing us anxiety but it don't mean that we don't want to do it you know and so it's time to drop that thinking especially when it comes to our change and our identity change, you know, just because you're becoming more sensitive and you may be scared about it. It does not mean that you will not gain tools and new understanding and new strengths and um, boundaries or, um, yeah, energetic boundaries and uh, new guard a healthy guard that will keep you and your sensitive mushy gushy self safe and that's something that I had to tell myself as well you know just because I'm changing it does not mean I'm not supported just because my foundation is rupturing it doesn't mean that I don't still have this support inside as well as this spiritual support you know of my spirit guides The support of God, the support of my ancestors, as well as the physical support of my friends, you know, and people who knew me and who I was comfortable with being emotional with. And it's the same with you. You know, you have support. And it's time to to bank on it. And I know it's scary being vulnerable. And I know it's scary um, to be mushy-gushy. And if you feel like you don't have those supports, it's time to go out looking for them. Because you truly, like, healing cannot happen in a vacuum. It can't. You need community. And it's time to start asking for it and letting it come to you. And as it comes to you, as you attract it, Best believe things will come up. Some intimacy issues, honey, <laughs> will come up. But it does not mean that you're doing anything wrong. Her. And so when we come out of survival mode, we realize and notice that life does not have to be so one-dimensional. You know, just like your healing, just like your overall emotional experience and your emotional range. You can have that range. You acknowledge that you do be fearful and that you do be a worry wart sometimes. I'm definitely that one (laughs) that you do be anxious and you acknowledge that. Well, you approach it time and time again, yourself, this fear and this worry And approaching it again and again, it helps with acceptance and it helps you bring more and more compassion and patience and understanding and soothing into yourself for yourself during these great times of fear, of sadness, of anxiety, even the times when you don't even know why you're fearful you don't even know what's going on you just feel this wave you know it's okay and it's time to embrace yourself because that's what healing is it's way more about embracing self and way less about just healing these unsavory parts of yourself away you know, it, it's less and less about improvement. Like, of course, as we heal, we improve, but it's less about the strive for improvement and more about meeting yourself right where you are, you know, because when we start healing, we start with so much fervor because like, I'm got to shake and I'm tired of feeling like this. And I understand it. You know, and then there comes a time in our journey when we truly change, you know, within our identity. And we have to, like, we get tired. We gotta slow down, you know? We gotta stop striving. And we gotta get all the tools, you know, that we gained, you know? And use them now when it comes to being able to be in the moment with ourselves, right when the time is needed, right when we're fearful and we need soothing, being in the moment with ourselves and being able to use whatever tools we have and give it to ourselves. You know, healing is not about reaching this level of perfection that you have in your mind. You know, that's survival mode thinking. You know, which I've had speaking from direct experience, honey, because when you're in survival mode, your concept of time is faulty. You know, everything must be healed and done and completed right quick, fast and in the moment. And that may have been how we started our journey. And we feel that way and have that mindset, especially because that's how our parents treated us. And kept us in line. And so now you don't really understand the concept of a journey, the concept of a process. And this is a time when you realize, yo, healing is really a process, you know? And it's not this finish line that we imagined of being this elevated person, you know, at the end of the finish line. And we're striving and healing to be that person. No, we're healing. So that we can be ourselves and we can give recognition to who we are right now. Who child. And so we need to understand that this is a journey and this is a process, and that we need space for it all, you know in survival mode when you were a kid and you were scared because your parents were yelling in your face or threatening you with their words or a look that alluded to another time when they harmed you into obedience you know all you had was a split second to get it together you know and do as they wanted and figure it out figure out what was wrong figure out what they needed you to do, you know, figure out how they wanted you to be. All you got was a split second. You did not get a process. You did not get compassion and you did not get acceptance for who you were and what you, where you were in that moment. And then someone to work with you at your level, you know, and that's the healing journey. That's what the journey turns into when it comes to this identity change, you know, because you need it. You need this as a foundation. You need space as a foundation because within the space comes more things, which I'll get into later, but I got to say on script, (laughs) but that's the healing journey. That's what you deserve. And that's why the healing journey is tumultuous for a lot of us. Because we just want to be healed. We just want to be done. We just want to be perfect. Our inner child still wants to be good enough. We still want to finally please our parents. And it still wants to finally succeed in life and be seen as this model citizen and as good and as right for a change. Still wants to prove and prove our families wrong and prove those teachers wrong that we could tell did not believe in us. And still wants to be part of our families in a way that we never were. (sighs) And never seemed allowed to be able to do as we were. To be part of the family as we were. As the person that we were. And I'm both sorry and happy to burst this bubble. Because the healing journey isn't about all that shit. It isn't. It isn't about anybody but you. It's for your development, it's for your shine, it's for you to see yourself as worthy and as popping and stopping you from trying to look to other people to give it to you. It's about you believing in your power. It's about utilizing and wielding your strength as you please and as you see fit and it's not controlled by someone else. It's for you to have your face however you want it if you mad and frustrated and sad. <laughs> you know, it's about being you again and not anybody or anything or anyone else that anyone else wants you to be or tries to convince you and themselves that they need you to be. And I say need in quotes because if anybody and I mean anybody needs you to be a certain way so that they like you so that they tolerate you so that they can be what they want to be. Someone who needs you to be a certain way and is making you change, that's codependency. And it's not right, honey. <laughs> you know, them trying to convince you and themselves that they just need you to be a good child so that everything works out. Nope. Nope. And they may think that they need that, but nope. Absolutely not. And that is something so juicy. And um, this script, when I was writing it out, I didn't notice how long it was until I started reading it over. So we'll have to get into that in the next episode. But trust, the next episode will be filmed and it will come out, um, you know, a couple days because the script is already written. So a couple days, like, Maybe three because I'm feeling you know I was going I was away for a little bit, so but yeah, that juiciness, you're gonna have it soon. <laughs> but yeah getting, getting back to the topic, child. healing is about your journey your your journey is about meeting yourself where you are at and accommodating accordingly. It's about making space from where you already are, so that you can evolve. And yes, of course, like reach new or heights in yourself, and like you know, get that third eye that we all wanted. Um, get that awakening, get that clairvoyance. You know, <laughs> start reading minds and all of that. But it's mostly about the expansion because. This is the thing. You're not necessarily changing into something that you never were. Your core is expanding. And you need space for that expansion. More space than survival mode will give you. And more space then all of, you know, these things that we've been holding can give you. And so we need to drop them away so that we can make space. But then we also need to expand. And that's what the journey gives you. (laughs) Per. It's about making space and atoning for patience and inviting them into the party, you know, and making sure compassion got her invite too. And, you know, you already know if they're going to be there, then acceptance is going to be there too by default, you know? It's about reaching, of course, newer heights, but newer depths within yourself within your core of who you truly are and also have been all this time that person just been in the shadows it's about coming back into your body and your energy and your consciousness where the full range of yourself is And notice just how easier things can be when you have the space to be you and change into a you or you The you is you that you can and want to be. (laughs) And that's what I mainly wanted to surface today. This concept of space. You know, space to form, space to transform, space to be scared and space to be a little girl and space to be a child and to be anxious some days and confident another and not have to depend on someone outside of you who seems to can't hold it, try and hold it and then make you feel abnormal and like a burden because you have a full range of your emotion. And some days you're happy and some days you're sad and some days you're scared and some days you're anxious. It's about feeling okay for that. You know, the space to have that, the space to be you and get that attention that you deserve and the focus that you deserved and the proper focus on your emotions and your feelings and your fears No matter how irrational, and all of your emotions, no matter how irrational, and no matter if you even have a reason for them yet or not, you know, to get taken seriously and soothed and actually nurtured and not punished or rejected just for having feelings and being human, you know. This concept of space is so important and needed because it holds so much. And it is both the journey and part of it. It's both the bottle and the antidote, you know, on the outside and on the inside. It is an environment that you need in order to be you, but also just to just be, you know, to be somebody even when you're not striving and to know who that person actually is and not be disgusted with them, with yourself, when they're not working and when they're not grinding and when they're not being productive, when you got to (laughs) laugh. In order to do the boring things and the mundane things of life, you know, (laughs) you know, when you're not actually when you're actually not being mature, when you're actually not being responsible, when you actually just want to be a child again, you know, it's about accepting that and accepting that person and their needs and then accommodating for it in the present moment and the space that you hold for it you know it's about laying off of yourself when you're simply being a human and not doing and not being a cog and not playing a role because it's within the space that you accept yourself And that you see yourself and who you actually are past all of this fluff that we've internalized from other people, you know, and all of what they told you that a good person was, that a good boy was, that a good girl was, that a good child is past all of that programming and past all of that socialization that confirmed it and validated it and justified it. And made you want to change so bad. This time, this identity shift, and this change, this crisis, this process is all here for a reason. You know? Because you're not losing yourself. And I really want y'all to know that. Like I said before, you at your core is still here there's just a bunch of stuff that's been placed on top of you by other people but this time is about expansion in space so that your core can expand again and you can expand into you again you know and I want you to know that you're not currently this vast wasteland this barren place with all of these foreign objects in it and characteristics from other people placed into you that's not all that you are and the identity crisis is trying to show you that see it all makes sense for... <laughs> you are still you you can still be you as you heal and you are You are simply removing all of the extra crap that has been forced onto you and allowing these parts of you that have been suppressed by an interruption in your development to actually develop. You know, you're growing yourself up to actually expand and giving them the space to be. Giving them all the things that's been in the shadow the forefront into the light the space to have light um shined on it you know and you're also in general giving yourself that space to be whatever you need to be in order for those things to happen and so sometimes you need to be sad yeah you sometimes you need to be mad Sometimes you need to be scared while you're setting those boundaries and opening up your mouth. (laughs) Sometimes you need those emotions in order so that they teach you what they need to teach you and you learn from them. And you learn about who you were in the past. And then you learn about who you are now based on those emotions. You know, because you may realize you kind of like being mad now when you weren't allowed to be it when you were younger. But you may like a little rage. (laughs) Ah, And you may have been convinced that uh, all my Black girls know this specifically. And of course, all my women, but specifically my Black girls, my Black women. You may have been convinced that you were mad and now coming up into happiness, you know, you may realize and like having the space to be happy and learning from those emotions of joy and of happiness. You may realize you've liked being happy all this time. People have just tr- been trying to convince you that you like being mad, that you like having an attitude, that you're just so attitudeish. Hmm child 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 child, child. <laughs> and so you're not losing yourself you're finding out who you really are past everybody else's opinions and wants and preferences and needs quote-unquote and judgments and shame which you'll come to notice are all just projections of all the ways they are not themselves and that they feel inadequate in the role that they think they have to be. And the survivalness, the survival mentality, the survival ego, the survival role that they've been made to be because of other people outside of themselves. You know, within this character that they couldn't even study for, that they were just thrust on stage and had to just figure it out in a quick snap moment. It's time to stop just figuring it out and come into knowing. Come into core. Come into who you actually are and what you actually desire. And then going by that desire, going by, connecting with that joy, connecting with that desire and allowing it to lead you in your life. Who? Because that's knowing. It's time to come from being so in your mind to being in your body and letting your body tell you what's up. Because let me tell you right now, your body, child, has intelligence. It has intuition. It has messages for you. And it knows. It knows when something makes you sick to your stomach. It knows when you're scared. And it tells you, yo, you're scared right now. Get out. (laughs) This person is not safe. Get out. This um, event, it's looking a little weird. You may want to get out. (laughs) And so it's time to come into knowing of who you are so that naturally what you want and what you aspire to be comes easily and you don't have to ponder about it. And you don't have to feel like that thing, that person is so far outside of yourself because you know that you're already them. And this is why I wanted to talk about this juicy message today because it's something that's been missing or that people overlook within the spiritual and wellness community. You know, we spend so much time and so much focus on, on healing and getting to this invisible end result you know on striving on trying to you know open that third eye and open up that crown and get our gifts you know and getting to this end result so that we can do all this attracting you know but the thing is in order to attract you need to make space for it to have to be there you need to know that you deserve to have it and that requires a certain knowing within yourself because it's hard to attract when you're in survival you know and so when you're always striving and you're always looking, you're not being able to be grateful for the moment and in the moment. And you already know if you're trying to attract, you need gratitude. And you need to already be happy about where you are. You need to honor the person where you are that you are. You need to honor your physical surroundings of where you are. And if you don't do that, then it's going to be very hard to attract. And so we're always, if we're always reaching somewhere and reaching bliss and reaching nirvana and reaching this unbothered place, how can we really see where we're at right now and what needs to be done if we're always looking to a finish line? You know, it's this concept of space where we really transform. Transform. We got to know our space. We got to know what's in our space. You know, this is the meat of it all. Where the work really happens and where we meet ourselves and who we actually are versus this goal of who we're trying and striving to be. Because some days that striving shit don't be working. On the depressing days, (laughs) child, let me tell you. You don't be wanting to hear all that. You just want to lay in your blanket and chill because you're tired. You know? And so you don't want to hear about no striving because that's work. You don't want to do no work. You just want to be. And it's time to have a, a, a plan for those days where you just want to be, where you're able to give yourself that and then give yourself that on the days when you don't need it as much so that you can put that as part of your foundation. You know? (laughs) And we got to nurture ourselves now. We got to know that. In this moment, we have to care for ourselves right here today. And who says who you are right now is not divine? Who says that where you're at in your journey right now is not divine? And it's not as divine as that gold person that you want to be so bad. Why do you want to be that? Because of people outside of yourself and how they've made you feel about yourself. It's time to stop adopting other people's crap. And I know it's hard. Trust me, I know. But even though it's hard, even though it's fearful, even though you're scared, it doesn't mean that it can't be done. It cannot all be done in the moment. (laughs) So don't hold yourself to that. But it can be done over time. When you give yourself a process, when you allow yourself a process and you allow yourself this space for it all to be here and for you to be here, still glowing, still grounded, still you, but also expanding. Per, Because that's the thing. You deserve to see who you are right now and appreciate that person because this person is doing all of the work right now. All of the heavy lifting in order to make sure that you are happy and all you're doing is looking at this person in the future. That's type hurtful if you think about it. If you think of the person that's doing all the work as someone outside of yourself, not getting the recognition for doing all this work. It's a group project. <laughs> and you can't just have one central person doing the work and not appreciate them. And you just can't have one central person doing all the work. You got to meet them where they are so that all of y'all can get an A. But it's not about getting an A in their healing journey, like I said, per. Don't <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> They deserve to be compensated for all the work that they do with gratitude, with appreciation, with a thank you and less complaining about the fact that you're not where in the future and with more love and less shame. And so in knowing that, turn to your neighbor, which is yourself. Pat your neighbor on the side, you know, say, Hey, neighbor. Hey, neighbor. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for all that you do for all that you do. Thank you for all of the work. Thank you for all of the work that you put upon me, that you put upon me. and that you do for me each and every day in and out every minute of every second that we have to be ourselves thank you for all of the work that you do for me thank you for all of the things and the rewards that you give me by being this backbone and support for me so that I'm able to move out of survival and I'm able to even be hopeful and joyful enough to look at the future. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) And now give yourself a hug. Yay. And say thank you so much. And then give yourself a little kiss on the arm. And ultimately, and then after this, treat yourself and say thank you. Treat yourself to a bath. I saw somebody in the bathtub. You can bring your wine. Don't worry. (laughs) Bring your favorite snack. Treat yourself. And tell yourself thank you. Thank you for making this space. And open up even more space. So that you can have this great, vulnerable, intimate, and open relationship with yourself. Where you're able to see more of what you actually are rather than just what you want to be her and now i gotta stop because my camera battery is dying but uh thank y'all so much for watching um thank y'all so much for listening um i can't wait for y'all to finally get this episode yay um and the next episode will oh my birthday number i uh, just look at the time 728 per Um, but yeah, thank y'all so much for being here. Feel free to, um, donate to the podcast and to me in general as a creator and a teacher and a guide. And I thank you so much in advance. I really hope that this episode was able to help you in so many ways and I will see y'all. Y'all will hear me in the next one. Bye. (laughs) Oh, and I need a thumbnail. Okay. Okay, I'm done.